Welcome to another episode of Renegade Detroit Investors Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Burgess, professional real estate investor, permaculture and urban farmer, curmudgeon and skeptic. What is Renegade Detroit Investors? RDI is a local real estate investment and business group that meets monthly at various locations throughout Metro Detroit. This group is about networking and doing deals. This isn't your grandma, grandma's Rhea, folks. You know what I'm talking about. No sales from the front ever and no smell of stale coffee, been gay or disappointment. RDI is also this podcast where once a week I sit down with interesting and successful business people getting shit done and I pick their brain for your amusement and hopefully education. If you enjoy this podcast, please give it a like, share it across the internet, review it on iTunes, SoundCloud. It's a free podcast and all that stuff really does help. Also, if you have any suggestions or comments, send me a message or let me know. Go to renegadedetroit.com, renegadedetroit.com. If you're interested in the local meetings, go to meetup.com forward slash renegade Detroit investors or facebook.com forward slash Detroit investment club. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Burgess. And if you prefer, hello, YouTube, whenever I get around to fucking editing the video, you can go to youtube.com forward slash user forward slash Detroit wholesalers. Legal disclaimer. It's where we live in folks in no way, shape or form should anything that I and or my guests say be taken as legal and or investment advice. We highly recommend that before you make any investment decision or decisions, contact a lawyer and other licensed professionals. Be an adult. Don't sue me. Goons. All right. Show quote. Show quote of the week. Every week I try and pick a quote that sets the tone for the podcast and hopefully for your week. This week's quote. If you don't have a plan, you become part of someone else's plan. Terrence McKenna. If you don't have a plan... You become part of somebody else's plan. You know what? That plan might suck. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to my guest, Mr. Steve Lundo. Steve is a full-time real estate investor with hundreds of deals under his belt, from short sales to bulk note buying and selling to his current endeavor, wholesale domination. This dude eats, breathes, and shits real estate investing. He got starting a business as a title examiner where he saw other investors' deals come across his desk. He started asking questions and soon... I don't know that soon, within a year and a half anyway, right? A couple of years. He was fired for working his real estate deals at work. It's one of the best closers I've seen in action to date. Follow Steve at stevebuyshousesfast.com, 313cashdeals.com, and I know you guys want to go check this out, flipthispodcast.com. Also, he loves if you leave him a voicemail at 734-272-7004. I need to stop there. He's going to have people start emailing me. I actually set up the voicemail today. Did you? Yeah, I did. Well, there you go, folks. <clears throat> he may or may not ever listen to him. <laughs> so I have Steve today. What's up? And it's the first week of January. Is it still the first week of January? Yep. Yep, first week of January. And we wanted to do something on goals, habits, tracking, measuring, journaling, and motivation I'm not a huge fan of resolutions. I think uh, resolutions are wishes. I don't think there's anything wrong with wishes, but um, let's try and make them goals. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So the reference books, and I do want to do a general disclaimer here. None of this, as far as I know, is my idea. I got all this stuff from these books, and I might not even have mentioned a few books. I may have accidentally taken something from somewhere else, so... The reference books, The One Thing by Gary Keller, Seller Be Sold by Grant Cardone, 10X Everything by Grant Cardone, The Power of Habit by Charles, I don't even know how you say that, Duhigg, 
Awaken the Giant Within by Anthony Robbins, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin, and Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. So to the best of my knowledge, this is where I got all this stuff from. Hopefully I didn't leave any sources. I wouldn't say any of this was mine and or Steve's. Even if we think it might be our idea, we probably stole it from somebody else. And uh, if I didn't give credit to somebody, I apologize. All right. So goals. What is a goal? All right. I got a dry definition for you here. A goal is a desired result that a person or a system envisions, plans, and commits to achieve a personal or organizational desired endpoint in some sort of assumed development. Many people endeavor to reach goals with a finite time by setting deadlines. It is roughly similar to purpose or aim, the anticipated result which guides reaction or an end, which is an object, either a physical object or an abstract object that has intrinsic value. Goal setting and planning goal work promotes long-term vision and short-term motivation. It focuses intention, desire, acquisition of knowledge, and helps to organize resources. Or I would say, and a general layman's sort of view, instead of letting life happen to you, you try and live an intentional life and make life happen for what you want. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, certainly much better than I was going to say it. My quick and dirty was the goal is what you want. What is it that you want, whether it's in life, you know, and then the specific areas, which we'll obviously get into, but that dry definition, the whole time I'm thinking it's, it's what you want, no matter what, it's where you see yourself in whatever area that you're thinking of. I like that too. That sounds good. How do you set goals? Well, I, well, not me, I, these books, please forgive me if I say I or whatever. All right, folks. You need to start with an in-depth, brutally honest assessment of where you are currently at. And I have an analogy for this. I screwed this up for a lot of years, right? If you have a map and you're going on a trip and you need to know where you're going, but before you can get there, you need to know where you're at as well. Otherwise, if you don't know where you're currently starting from, but you know where you want to go, then you don't know where you're at. So how do you get there? You need two points on a map folks and why do i say this because if you have a goal and you don't have an accurate assessment i would consider that wishful thinking mm-hmm. or at best you're hopelessly lost and you're very unlikely to find where you it'd be an accident if you found where you were going i was just gonna say that it'd be an accident yep and that could take a long time <clears throat> you can live your whole life and uh never get to where you're going some examples on what I do and what I recommend other people do. Net worth, how much do you make in a year? How much do you weigh? These are examples, by the way. How far can you run? What kind of relationships do you have? Um, do your peers like working with you? Does your boss like working with you? Were the people doing business with you? Would they do business with you again in the future? Uh, can you run a mile? Can you hike a mile? Whatever, whatever it is, I'm talking total life encompassing Be as honest as you can be. Brutally honest, right? I recommend you be as thorough as possible. Survey some people that you like, know, and trust. What do I do really well? What do I need to improve? Would you continue to do business with me? Be my friend, be my wife, husband, partner, whatever. And 
I, I realize too. Be as objective as you can. Some of this shit hurts, so do your best to turn your defense me- uh, mechanisms off and do the best you can for being a space ape, okay? And here is, this one took a long time for me, and I'm, I'm not even sure I'm entirely there. Accept responsibility for all the results in your life. Yeah, that's that's really important. And again, backing up to where knowing where you are now, being brutally honest with where you're at. If you're lying to yourself about where you are, your path to your goal is going to be much more difficult than it should be and needs to be because you're not being honest with where you're starting. So making a trip from Michigan to California, if you if you're pretending in your mind you're starting in Utah, <laughs> it's going to be a whole yeah, you're pretty fucked. A lot more, a lot harder of a trip. Yeah, so a lot longer, more painful, right? Way more painful, more costly. It's going to cost you a lot more money and time. Well, I can tell you, I did this three years ago. I had to sit down and I said, "What are what are the facts? The facts are, I had two businesses. I ran two businesses into the ground. Right. So the facts are, I don't know how to run a business." Now, there's more to it than that, but I had to start there. I had to start with what I didn't know, what I couldn't do, what I didn't get done, so I would know what to do moving forward. These weren't fun things to think about. You know, I remember when I was making excuses, too, I'd be like, well, if it hadn't been for this guy or if it hadn't been for that or if it hadn't been for the economy and yada, 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 and that's what we call if your aunt had balls, she'd be your uncle, Right. She doesn't have balls. She's not your uncle. So stop with the fucking ifs. I did that for a long time. So if I'm speaking to you and you go, wow, yeah, don't take it. We all do this self-deception, whether we intend to or not. It's just not fun thinking these things about ourselves sometimes, right? I don't like it, but uh, I think it's I think it's necessary. So that's what I had to do three years ago. Like, okay, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? Where am I at? Decide what you want. And or who do you want to be? And this one is very, man, this all this all this shit's difficult. It's really hard for me to project as far into the future as you can think. I'm trying to think multiple generations. I'll give you an example. I love farming. I want to be a farmer. I want a 20,000 acre permaculture farm, at least. I want to do things on this farm that would take multiple generations to accomplish and or reap the rewards or the yields from the investment, right? That's a very difficult thing to imagine to do for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I do the best I can. I don't know what that's going to be. I think it's something like maybe Chinese chestnut trees, or maybe I'll try the American chestnut and just keep planting more to see if we can't find a mutation that will allow the American chestnut to come back. Maybe that's something my kids or my grandkids or somebody else in the future will do, but try and project as far into the future as it can. And my goal is a five-year goal. I want to purchase my farm five years from now, right? That's not the whole thing, but five years from now, I want that farm. And then I'm going to work it backwards. Example I have here, and I did this to make math easy, folks. So bear with me, right? If you want to lose 36 pounds in the next year, you want to break this down, right? Because what does that mean? Well, it means you need to lose three pounds in a month, that's 0.69 pounds in a week. And if, I wouldn't recommend weighing yourself daily, but you could break it down to a daily goal too. Or let's say you want to make an additional $36,000 this year. That'd be an additional $3,000 per month. That'd be $692.31 per week. 
or $98.60 extra per day. The point is, it must be specific and measurable and set to a time frame. Some examples of some bad ones. I want to make more money. (laughs) That's not very helpful. (laughs) I want to lose weight. I want my wife to love me more. I want to be in shape. I want to start a business. Yeah, I want to be in shape. That's a good one. I want to be in shape. You are in a shape. Yeah, you're in bad shape. (laughs) (laughs) Round. Whatever. It must be specific. And I cannot remember who said this. Um, so maybe, maybe if you know or something, help me. A goal without a deadline is a wish. Is that Jim Rohn? I don't know. It might Jim be. Jim Rohn or Brian Tracy, maybe? One of the two. I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. I've heard I... it before, too. It's good. It's absolutely truth, too. Oh, yeah, because otherwise you're just putting it out there <clears throat> forever, right? Like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run a marathon. When? Well, you know. Someday. Yeah. Soon. <laughs> next, Soon. Someday, next year. Next something year, like that. Next year is more acceptable, but... Soon, someday is not acceptable. Gotta set it to time. I've actually started doing this with my workouts too. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing what happens um, setting setting time to something. Also, we need to introduce the concept of keystone goals and or the one thing, depending on what book you've read, but they both sum up the same thing. And the idea is what's the one thing you can do such that by doing it, Everything else will be easier or unnecessary. And if you've read, uh, what is it, The Power of Habit, whatever that is, what you would say is some things you do have a ripple effect on your entire life. It might be one small, one small goal. The example I'll point out is waking up early in the morning. If you're going to set a goal to wake up at 6 a.m. in the morning, it could, depending on what your life is, completely transform your life just by this one goal. I personally know that if I want to wake up at 6 a.m., I need to be laying down by 10 p.m. or I am not going to wake up. Mm-hmm. That means I have to finish whatever else I was doing by that time in order to go to bed. That also means everything, that I, whatever I was doing, maybe, I, I mean, I don't watch TV, but I was reading a book. Whatever I was doing late at night had to stop. Right. This is how I turn <clears throat> my schedule around. Mm-hmm. And I, I give myself an A minus. I'm not perfect at this, but a year and a half ago, my schedule was everywhere. I'd sleep into 10 sometimes in the morning. Sometimes I'd be up at five. Sometimes it'd be eight. I was all over the board just because I had so many years where I didn't have to wake up at a specific time. Yeah. I, I just developed some really bad habits and I had to change it, right? It could be Jocko, the 445 club. Oh, man. Yeah. That taking a picture, posting it on Twitter. Yeah. I think it's 430, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I saw a 445. Was he slacking one day? Was it 4, 420? I, I won't call him. Out. Don't worry about that. Yeah. No, he <laughs> breaked me with his pinky, right? <laughs> but For those uh, of you who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Jocko Willink. Yes. Uh, former Navy SEAL, I guess is how you would phrase it. Or he's yeah, a Navy SEAL, SEAL officer, retired from Brazilian Navy. Jiu-Jitsu black belt, I'm assuming. but I don't know if he's a black belt, he's, but he's a badass. He'd probably I know that. kill me with his eyeball. <laughs> his whiskers <laughs> would look uh, at you. Let just me faint. bleed to death. And he wrote with uh, Leif Babin, Extreme Ownership. Yeah, which so. is a great book. And some examples of some keystone or the one thing for me. For me, I, I, I kept track of this, and I narrowed it down to four. And I know if I do these four, I just get so many additional benefits. Extra benefits just happen 
on accident. For me, it's waking up early, six o'clock, working out, gratitude, and journaling. All right. Let me say, ask you something about yeah. that. So when you find that you're waking up early as you planned, it's easier to work out. Absolutely. And that you're more grateful for your process, your life. Things just seem better because you're getting your exercise. You're feeling better internally about yourself probably. And then as well as physically feeling better. For right? sure. And journaling, I just, I was looking at it on the show notes here. And as I'm looking at it and hearing you, it just sounds like they all compound into each other too and, and sort of work into each other because uh, waking up early and working out for some reason, those two in my mind are linked a little bit, especially do you wake up? Do you work out right when you wake up essentially, or is it hours later? Well, it's about an hour and a half later just cause I have so many dogs. Okay. I just can't get to it. That's pretty much when you out, wake up right? though. Right. Yeah. It's the very next day. <clears throat> yeah. So I wake up, I take out my dogs. I send my wife a little email where, you know, little, little quote or something I found. I then post additional quote to the RDI page. While I'm taking the dogs out, do all this from my uh, smartphone. Mm -hmm. Some of this I have prepped the night before. I have my green shake and a cup of coffee. And then by the time I'm done doing dogs, it's about an hour and a half. I do my workout. Okay. So it'd probably be better. What I do do, do is as soon as my alarm clock goes off, I get out of bed. Yeah. I have to. It's too easy to hit the snooze and then it, it sets the tone for your day a lot. I, I did that, that for three years. I yeah. just snooze. Sometimes I'd hit snooze for hours. You yeah. just talk about just killing life. What's the point? Yeah. Why did I fucking Why set, set the, the alarm, alarm clock? <laughs> just sleep until I wake up. Yep. You know? Yep. So, but anyway. I notice when I do those things, in fact, when we get to tracking, I know for a fact because I tracked that when I, especially if I could wake up early and I can work out. That says everything else. I, I know for a fact if I do that, I make more money, I'm happier, all it that. sets the tone for your entire it day. It does. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about when we're saying keystone goals are the one thing, the one thing you could do, the one thing you can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary. Now, obviously, there's lots of goals, and whatever goals you're setting, that's fine. I don't know what you want. I know what I want. Steve knows. But if you can target these keystone or the one thing that would be smart. Cause you get all the additional benefits associated with it. I think I cut off your fourth one. You didn't mention it's extremely important to you. So journaling. Yeah. Yeah. Journaling. I do to see myself change over large periods of time. It is hard, at least for me to accurately see what kind of person I am. I think the way I think, I think that's the way I think. But the fact of the matter is I went back three years ago and read in my journal and I'm literally a completely different person, mm -hmm. a completely different person. I thought differently. I had completely different habits, opinions, feelings. I would, I doubt I'd be able to remember that without journaling. So it's good to see the progress. Yeah. It's also see how far I have to go too, right? Sure. A measuring. Some goals, when worked on, bleed over into other parts of your life. That's the point. This shit doesn't happen in a vacuum, folks. Set big goals. Grant Cardone says 10x your goals. I don't know about 10x your goals, but big goals are exciting. 
and can make you work harder. That works for me. I like big goals. Also, we don't necessarily know what we're capable of and what we're not. I could have given up, ran two businesses into the ground, right? I'm not willing to. I just realized I have a long way to go and I have a lot to learn. And I just have to accept that. And how I do that, because it could be overwhelming, is I set big goals. And also something I learned in the Navy to accurately test and measure, you can't get 100% folks. I think the worst thing that can happen to you is you hit your goal. And I think Joe Delia would agree with this too. If you hit your goal, it wasn't big enough. It was not big enough. Yeah. You need a bigger goal. So if you hit your goal, immediately change it. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with just because the calendar says a certain month or whatever, you can change your goal anytime. <clears throat> if you're on track to hit your goal six months ahead of your projection, change it. Change it. Up it. Go big. Make it way bigger. bigger. Way, way, way bigger. And in reverse, if you're so far off of your goal, it's not it's there's nothing wrong with adjusting it either. Absolutely. Actually, Brian Tracy and Grant Cardone could not think differently on setting of goals in terms of their scale. I think Grant Cardone is shoot for the moon. Brian Tracy's like, just shoot just a little further than you can see. Um, I was listening to a book on my way down here about that. And he mentioned that set your goals, um, reasonable, big, but if you're unemployed, don't set a goal to be a millionaire next year. Yeah. That's probably not going to happen. So they have to be realistic, but they do need to be big. And if you're like your farm isn't a year away goal, that's not something you're going to do overnight. It's not like next week I'm going to have this 20,000 acre permaculture farm. It's hard to imagine getting it in five years, quite frankly, it's five years. And then it's generations of getting to where your end, what the actual goal is acquiring. It is your five year goal, right? That's right. Getting to where first. Yeah. So it's a big goal that has measurable steps and sub goals maybe. So tons of them. Yeah. For me, bigger, not stupid, right? But bigger is exciting. It's hard. Sometimes, I mean, I've been changing. I'm a completely different person than I was three years ago. But let's be honest, right? We're space apes. It can be frustrating. Lack of progress or what's perceived as lack of progress can be an incredibly frustrating thing. One of the ways I overcome that, that sense of frustration I have when I'm not advancing as fast as I would like is I have these big goals and the big goals, even if I'm not making it, even if I'm not getting close to it, sometimes they're exciting enough for me to continue to work hard at it or to get back up or to pick myself back up after I screw up. For me, that works. Um, I think you made a good point though. Maybe if this is your first time really setting goals, maybe don't be as aggressive as you could be, but don't limit yourself either. Right. Or, or at least be realistic. Like I said, don't, if you're unemployed with just getting into say real estate, cause that's generally what we talk about, you know, it's great to have a goal to have a million dollars in assets in 12 months. How realistic is it based on your skill set and your, uh, resources? Yeah. You're if you not can't read, there, you're probably not gonna, right. If you have no money, no credit, no education in terms of investing or flipping or anything like that, never done it. It's, it's probably probably not a, a realistic goal to set. It, you can set it. You're probably not going to reach it. How about you start a little bit smaller? Maybe say, I'd like to flip 
a house or 10 houses, you know, you, you do need to start somewhere, but the point is to have, have goals and have them written down, which is point number three, the next part, write them down, take your goals from your head and put them on paper from Grant Cardone, celebrity sold. I write mine twice a day. First thing in the morning, last thing before I go to bed. I've been doing this for seven weeks. This absolutely helps, especially for whatever reason. Last two months, I've been very frustrated with my progress. It's the end of the year. I've been compiling numbers. I did way better than the year before. And the year before that, I did way better than that. But I still fell way short from where I wanted to be. And that could be a frustrating thing, at least for me. But writing them down twice a day kind of reinvigorates me that 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 is working for me with a timeline i write them down with a timeline so mm-hmm. i write the goal and when i want to achieve by i do that twice a day it doesn't take me what about two minutes first thing in the morning two minutes at night for whatever reason that helps me right and you've already had them established you already know what the goals you're working on are i knew before you knew before i'm just writing them every day twice a day now day, yeah yeah share your goals with friends families partners etc And I want to put a caveat in here, okay? If you're a loser and you're hanging out with losers, this is the best way to figure this out. Set some goals. Set some big goals. Set some aggressive goals. Maybe not stupid, crazy stuff, but just set some and then share it with everybody. And you are going to quickly find out who you should and shouldn't keep in your life. And who you should and shouldn't share with before. But the whole point of this, having said that, is I think you need to put it out there. You need some sort of accountability, social accountability, and feedback. And I think you just have to put it out there because you never know who's going to help you with your goals, too. Absolutely. I agree with that. One thing that, again, I was listening to one of Brian Tracy's books on my way down here, and he kind of said the opposite of that, too. Uh, write out your goals. He's very, very specific about that. And, uh, and he got into all the specifics of why and all that. But then he said, don't tell anyone. And then he clarified a little bit and he said, except in places like this. And he was speaking in a seminar, um, you know, one of his seminars about goal setting and except in places like this or places like RDI surrounded by those types of people that share your visions or share visions like you and have goals. Um, but ex- I like the angle you came at it from because that's kind of exactly what he's saying is um, people without goals and without vi- losers, you just call them losers, <laughs> they, I'm being harsh, it's polar, <laughs> right? They um, they're going to drag you down. They're going to tell you your goals are stupid or whatever, those kinds of people. But to your point, those are the ones you need to separate from, get away from. Yeah. And I shouldn't maybe losers a little harsh people who let life happen to them versus people who go to life. Right. But I like losers. That seems like, uh, and shit, I was one for a long time. So there you go. I was one. Some days I still am. And I don't know why I waited so long to do this, but I finally did this this year, create a vision board and focus on why I think, especially if you're visually oriented, if you learn best by by looking, I like to see things. I like to touch things, right? And when you're thinking about your goals or your why, specifically my why, I do have my goals on my vision board, but my vision board tends to focus more on the why. 
Um, when you see it, seeing is believing, it, it takes an abstract thought or idea and pulls it into something you can look at in the here and now and just remind you why. Um, the bigger and the more honest your why, the better results. My why, all I have to do is look at this world and realize it's filled with morons. And that if I'm going to have the kind of life I want, I need to make as much money as I possibly can. If I want the health care I want, if I don't want to be fucked with by the government or my neighbors, regardless of whether you like it or not, it is obvious that more money means more freedom. And that's what I want. So I focus on that. I focus on my wife. I have pictures of my wife, my dogs, my cats. Some of my friends, I have my goals written up. I have my 20,000 permaculture, 20,000 acre permaculture farm right there, right in the middle, looking right at it. And I kind of look at this as the fuel to get from point A, back to this map analogy, right? From point A to point B, the why is the fuel that gets you there. You need a really big reason to make big changes, to do things. Uh, If you don't have a really good reason, I think you're going to quit. I raise your hands if you quit. If you can't yeah. tell, I've raised my hands, yeah, right? We both have. So one of my coaches, um, every year we have a one-year planner, and it has your most important ten, your 10 most important goals, and that's in one column. The very next column next to that is why is this goal important? So like it. for why? each individual goal, you have a why. And when you write this out, the idea is to have this written out and on your – you know, you're bored somewhere that you you look at this every day. And instead of maybe you write it twice a day, you can look at this twice a day and read them out loud, read them to yourself, whatever. But it also then goes down and breaks it down into quarters as well, which we'll get into more in the tracking stuff. But yeah. This why thing stuck out because for every single goal we set, there's a why next to it. Now there's your big why, your wife, your family, kids, those kinds of things. Um, but then there's specific goal-oriented whys, too. And I think it's important on an individual goal level to know, why do I want that? So well, Absolutely. If you don't have a good reason to do something, guess what? You're not going to do it. You're not going to do it, which you shouldn't. If you don't have a good reason to do something, you exactly. really shouldn't be doing it. Yep. At least if you're busy and you have some goals, right? Yeah. Get back to work. Yep. Excellent point. Um. And I know I mentioned this before, but I write my goals twice a day in my calendar. I have a vision board next to where I work, and I have a picture on my cell phone. It's on my tablet. It's everywhere. I, I just I don't want to forget about it. If I look at my phone, every time I look at my phone, boom, it's right there. Yep. Just keep it in front of me. And then that um, eat that frog and Pareto principle. The Pareto principle is 80-20. of what you do generates 80% of your results. Brian Tracy calls it eat that frog. Grant Cardone says do the most difficult thing first. Um, The habits and why they're important say keystone goals, right? Uh, Gary Keller says the one thing, they're all the same thing. Whatever is going to get you the most results, and this is why I really screwed up last year, it's one of the big ones, right? It comes down to really two things, but this is one. Do those first. And this is also the difference between efficiency and effective. And I'm going to give you a good example. 
I do sales calls. The most efficient time to do sales calls is starting somewhere around 334. That's when the most number of people pick up the phone. My goal is to get them on the phone. So I designed my life around this time to get on the phone. The problem is life happens. And then when life happens, especially at the end of the day, that constricts your time frame and it really sabotaged a lot of my efforts. It was difficult to do as much as I would like and I was also pressed up against a hard time, 7.30. If you start dialing after 7.30 at night, unless you're calling California, yeah, people get pissed. It's not as efficient, but this year I'm going to call starting at 10 a.m. in the morning, get through all of them, whether they pick up or not, because that's what I need to do to hit my goals. I have to. That way, if life happens, it's the other 20% that gets me, that 20% that gets me, or that 80% that gets me 20% of the results, that gets left behind. Not the 20% that gets me 80% of the results. Because when plans meet life or old habits, shit can hit the fan. For sure. And it did. It does. It always does. And then I would say, and this is from Grant Cardone, when it comes to accomplishing these things, you need to be completely unreasonable about it. Fortunately, I'm good at unreasonable. I am very <laughs> stubborn. If I can get on the right thing, the problem is getting on the right thing for me. But kind of once I get on the right thing, I'm like an old tracker. I just keep going forward no matter what. Give me pointing in the right direction could sometimes be a little difficult. So any thoughts on that before we move on to habits? No. Um, just quickly, though, one other book that I want to mention, which touches on a lot of the things, same gen- generic principles, is The Compound Effect. Um, Darren Hardy? Oh, I have not read that. It's really, really good. It's probably um, very similar, right? It is. And that's why I said it's it's very similar, but everyone speaks to or is spoken to differently, I guess. So Absolutely. you might not like Eat That Frog or you might not like Brian Tracy, but you like Grant Cardone or you might be turned off by Grant Cardone and you might like someone like that, Darren Hardy better. I don't know. But uh, it was a phenomenal book and it's along those same principles of setting goals and then tracking, which again, we're going to get into in a couple of minutes here, habits, which is the next step. Habits. And this is habits. This is really where the metal meets the meat. Well, not really, but for sure. I mean, the tracking is a little bit more important, but a habit is how you're going to get your goal done, right? What is a habit? A habit is a routine of behavior that is repeated regularly and tends to occur unconsciously. Bottom line, the less you have to think about what you need to do and the more you just do it, this reduces a lot of the resistance to change, right? The downside is, depending on the kind of person you are, it takes 21 to 66 days for most people to establish a new habit, mm-hmm. right? That's the downside to it. Some can do it in less time, very rare. Some people require a lot more time, mm-hmm. very rare, but... Usually 21 to 66 days is what it takes to get a habit done. Yeah. Also, you should really only work on one habit at a time. I have screwed this up so many times by trying to change my entire life all at once. That yeah. shit does not work. Now, I know you can pull that outlier. Right? Sure. There's always an outlier, right? We're, we're talking about everybody. If you're the person who can change their entire life, 
and get everything you want, well, then by all means, fucking do it. If you're not that person, I'm not that person. Are you that person, Steve? No. No. Then set yourself up for success. Right? But I've fallen for that same trap, wanting to change oh, yeah. everything in your life. We're space in, apes, man. Time. But you need to pick out the most important, or if you're trying to change a habit, maybe maybe the sleeping one is a good one. You're trying to uh, get on a better schedule instead of waking up at six some days and eight some days and 10. You set a new habit to wake up at 5.45 a.m. every day or 6 o'clock every day or whatever it is. And, uh, yeah. So how does the habit work or how is the habit constructed? And a habit is, they call it a habit loop. Um, it starts with a cue. There's a routine. And then there's a reward. And after the reward, it goes back to cue, right? So what do I mean by cue? Let's say, for an example, the sound of an alarm clock. That's my cue. When I hear the alarm clock, I immediately roll out of bed. I don't wait. I don't do anything. That is my cue. I have specific playlists, music playlists for specific workouts that I have now done so many times. Very specifically, I have one for splitting wood. That's a little over an hour long. There's been times I've gone out to split wood. I'm not even really sure I split the wood. I was literally in such a routine that I barely remember it. I just did it. You may have done it on your way home. The sound of the car door shutting or yeah. maybe turning on the stereo or a podcast, or whatever, and you drive home and then you realize, I don't really remember driving home that yeah. well, maybe. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about cues, right? A great example, if you're struggling with this, if you've ever owned a pet, a dog or a cat, the can opener, I always remember with our cat Zippy, the can opener, when she would hear the can opener, didn't matter what she was doing. That was her cue for food and she would come running right and this is also i want to point out when you're tracking and measuring and journaling this is why you're doing it too you're also looking for these these cues these things why i do this and then this happens for instance if i stay at till 11 o'clock i have a very difficult time waking up at six i really need to be in bed at 10 Hmm. not necessarily asleep i need to be laying down at 10 that's my cue i found this by if i just if I wait till 11, 1130, I just don't do it. <clears throat> then routine, schedule, and prepare. New habits have resistance. The resistance is the old habit, right? Yep. You want to leave as few things to chance as possible. Some things I do, I set up my uh, workout clothes the night before. I have my playlists of music ready. My phone's charged. Everything's ready to go. I know what I'm doing that next morning, whether I'm splitting wood or I'm doing stump burpees or stump stairs or yoga or a walk. I know what it is I'm doing the next morning and I have a plan. If I'm going for a walk, I know where I'm going for a walk. If it's in the morning, especially if I have a hard time waking up or maybe it's the end of a very long week, the brain's tired. If you have to think about it too much, that resistance sometimes builds up and then you don't do it. For me, the staying up too late, I know I keep coming back to that thing. I had a, I really developed a bad habit of staying up really late for three years and just kind of letting my schedule go. And I really struggled with that the last year, especially in the last six months, I've done a lot better. It just sabotaged everything in my life because that resistance in the morning. So I skip my workout. You know how that yeah. goes, right? 
And if you skip your workout, well, then I'll eat when I shouldn't eat. Mm-hmm. It just one thing. It's like a domino. One thing falls right after another. Well, two things I was going to add. One, it's like it's integrity, right? Integrity to yourself, having keeping your word to yourself. If you can't keep your word to yourself to get up and then you're like, well, I just, it's all right. I overslept today. I guess I worked out really hard yesterday. I can let it go today. I'll do better tomorrow. I'll do better tomorrow. That's bullshit and it's an excuse and you know it. So do better now. Do better now. <laughs> but the other thing was with your routine, I don't think it matters what the time is. If you get up at 6 a.m., 7 a.m., noon, I don't think that specifically matters. It's that you have a routine yes. and you stick to it. Yes. So I didn't want people to Good get point. lost Thank you. in the you know six o'clock the early because we happen to be or i i accidentally am, am, am a morning person i guess i don't really like getting up early well, yeah you got kids i just kind of do to. everybody in the house sleeps well past i mean 10 11 o'clock but me i'm like the only one that's up early so it is what it is but the important thing is always the routine right i mean if you have a set routine and a habit that you stick to you get up you go and you do your bathroom routine and then you go and you do your green shake or your breakfast yep. and then you do your workout. If it it's consistency, I mean, you need consistency across anywhere in your life. Um, it's improved. That's, That's a compound effect. Too. I just felt extra middle age right now talking about the green shake and all that. Doesn't that not seem just a little bit extra middle age? Uh, it's, it's just, it's California hippie <laughs> shit, right? But I, I like it. I ran, I, started doing it too but i love i love my green shake that uh, does make things more regular too preparation is the reduction of resistance to change the less you have to think about it the better you could also think of it like this prepare for the worst right yeah. assume you're gonna sleep late assume you're gonna have a bad start in the morning set everything out so you could be you could be as prepared as humanly possible same thing when we go on appointments same thing when we make phone calls right yep. Trying to stack the deck in your favor, trying to make success not an accident. Right. I do the same thing with my jujitsu gear. When it wasn't ready, gi folded up in my bag, all my gear. We we also did like MMA shits. We'd have our boxing gloves. If I didn't have all that stuff in my bag in my bag ready to go, it's a whole lot easier to skip and it's not just so fucking stupid i'll go wednesday yeah i'll just go i'll go wednesday i'm kind of tired and i gotta it's gonna take i'll be late it's i hate walking into class late or walking into the gym late it's just like you know most time they're all just warming up and doesn't matter but that's my excuse for not going that's bullshit knock it off so i i used to just make sure everything was ready so there was no excuse it's grab and go if i leave the house by this time i'll get there on time and away we go so excellent point also, what are you going to give up? What are you going to sacrifice? <clears throat> it's not like you just add something new. It's a replacement. Mm-hmm. You're substituting habits, right? So when I wanted to wake up earlier, I had to do more work earlier in the day. I had to do different kind of work. And ultimately what really happened was I kind of had to stop Facebook arguing. Just fucking kill too much time. I'd stay up, you know, late night, you know, telling everybody why they're fucking wrong. Right. (laughs) And you are fucking morons. (laughs) But uh, that was not getting me anywhere. And that was keeping me from waking up in the morning. I know these things sound stupid and sometimes they are, but I can only talk about me because that's what I know. Replace Facebook arguing with watching making a murderer or watching breaking bad. 
or whatever, all, both of which exactly. I do, and both shows are awesome. TV but <laughs> or radio or whatever hobby TV, you have, right? Woodworking, whatever. Yeah. Maybe yeah, you have an excellent absolutely. hobby. Maybe you play with your cats and dogs. But for me to wake up, I had to change that. I had to stop doing that and readjust my life. So if an example I have is if you, you may need to wake up an hour earlier in the morning to work out, which probably needs you have to go to bed an hour earlier, which probably means you need to watch less TV or computer time or whatever hobby you have. Right. I just gave you some pretty good examples of that. Right. Um, uh, habits. So make sure you create space in your life. Make sure. Yep. There we go. So reward anything before we move on the rewards. No, no, I think we covered it pretty well. Yep. So we go Q routine and this is, this is how we set it, right? This is the glue. The reward is the glue, right? I like that. The glue, the glue. This is, this is the, this is how we're, we are geared. This is why we like sex so much. This is why we like socializing. This is like why we like watching movies. We we like these things, right? So we need to reward ourselves to set it and ingrain it. So I wake up now realize I'm not perfect folks, but I wake up at 6am every morning if I do that, Sunday I can sleep in the 9 a.m. That's my reward. I eat healthy meals all throughout the week. I have one cheat meal on Sunday. I always post the pictures too. You don't want to be fucking good. Oh, uh, I was I never caught on to that, but yes. You know, I was gonna say you could be like The Rock or like I don't know if anybody remembers Rich Franklin was a UFC champion at one time. He has not cheat meal, a cheat day. Sunday, get up and have pancakes followed by biscuits and gravy, followed by insert another carb-loaded fatty, just something <laughs> no, nobody should Ten be eating. Ten pounds of sugar. Yeah. And just they just gorge themselves on that day. And it makes the rest of their week, um, they said it makes the rest of their week a lot easier and better because they have that to look forward to. And then also it makes... Monday and Tuesday a little easier because how shitty they feel from eating so bad on Sunday. They want but, to eat clean, yeah. Yeah, so it's a it's like a reset. And actually, from what a lot of I'm not a dietitian or a nutritionist by any means, but a lot of people are um, saying that a cheat meal or a cheat day like that is actually healthy um, to give your body the same of anything over and over and over again. The same thing is not that great. You need a little bit of variety, but. Now, anyway. me personally, I have a problem with binge eating, so I don't ever do that. Yeah. I didn't even do it over Christmas. Um, small rewards and nothing that would derail your progress. And and you know yourself better than anybody else, right? Absolutely. So be honest with yourself. If you know something's going to derail you, don't, don't do, do it. it. Like, I'll just have a little cocaine. I'll have a little <laughs> heroin on Sunday. And the rest of the time... <laughs> Right. Oh, I swear. I just be fine. Just a little Coke, honey. It's Sunday. Yeah. It's my, uh, it's my cheat. No, be smart about it, folks. All right. Now, eventually the results from the new habit will be the reward that reinforces the habit, right? If you work out long enough, you will feel better for sure. I already do. Mm-hmm. I've been working out pretty hard for about six months now. I already feel way better i've been waking up pretty much on time every morning i feel way better i see how much i get done and so these and they become self this is why somebody who runs every morning like uh chris Mosher, mm-hmm. he has this app where he just runs 
no matter what, he's going to run. And then he didn't have to run in the morning. He just runs sometime during the day. He just doesn't miss his run. Yeah. He doesn't. It just happens. No matter where he's at, it just happens. No matter what. That's because he ha- he's getting the reward. The run is the reward. Right, yeah. The problem is it takes up to 66 days to get there, which is why you reward yourself along the way with small rewards along the way rewards that won't derail your progress. And we talked about before work on one habit at a time and nobody's going to listen to that. Right? So I thought about that. I go, you know what? We're space apes. We're particularly dumb space apes. At least me. Some of us more than others. Yep. So prioritize them. Go back to the one thing. What's the one thing you do that just by doing it, everything else becomes easier or unnecessary, right? Keystone habits. So if you're going to try and change multiple things at a time, prioritize them to do that same 2080 rule, that same sort of thing. Do those first, no matter what. That way if life happens, the rest of them don't happen. Not as big a deal, right? And this, I am really good at this, and some people have a hard time with that. Become completely unreasonable about this habit. I'll give you an example. My wife likes to stay out late. She loves to stay out late. She completely ignores time. Drives me crazy. I don't care. Go out and do it on your own time. Let yourself in. I need to be in bed by 10 p.m. Because I know if I'm not in bed by 10 p.m., I am not waking up at 6 a.m. And I am completely unreasonable. I will get an argument about it. I will design my life around it. I have to do it this way. Monday through Friday, I just have to, or I don't do it. I'm incredibly unreasonable about it. I just, I don't let other people dictate my schedule either. I used to, I don't, I just, I really, I'm a firm believer in becoming unreasonable about this, right? You have to be stubborn. No, I'm going to do this. This is me. Now I wake up at 6am now. Yep. That's me. In order to do that, I have to be in bed by 10 PM. I know I keep using the same example, but for me, it's particularly, um, truthful. And then this is something I'm still working on. Create a routine where you had a new habit every 60 days or whatever. If maybe you can establish a habit quicker or longer, whatever it is for you. And that's how we end up being completely different people, right? Anything else before we move on the tracking and measuring? No, because this is really where the metal meets the meat. Yeah, this is it. I said it earlier, but I was a lie. I was a damned lie. This is where the metal meets the meat. This, this is, is how I know your story. Yep. This is how I know what my cues are. This is how I know what I need to change because I wrote this shit down. I kept track of it. Now I went too crazy and I tracked too many things and I made it too hard. Happens. I guess it's better to do that than not track enough. Right. Um, I really, I cut about half of it out. I think I'll have a much better 2016. It'll be easier to track. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was going back and I was reviewing And it became very obvious where my mistakes were, if you look at it. You need to write things down. This is like, uh, back to this analogy, right? Where point A, point B, and you're driving either with GPS or a map. You're checking exit signs. You're just occasionally checking in to make sure you're going where you want to go. What am I going to (laughs) say? Following the purple line. Follow the purple line. Yep. (laughs) And if you go off, adjust to get back on, right? If yep. you get derailed, and this is where you need to be a little forgiving yourself too, right? You're a dumbass space ape. 
with lots of human error, right? You need to account for human error. And I like to say human error because it, it doesn't make it personal. Because sometimes being the space apes we are, we take things really personally. I'm guilty of that. You, Steve? Of course. Of course, right? So I call it human error. It's really Jeremy error, but I'm saying human error so that I could fix it. It's easier than saying Jeremy error, right? And creating new habits is challenging. So we have to track and adjust over time. It is very unlikely we're going to draw a straight line from point A to point B. In fact, I would say it's probably impossible. I don't even think Michael Phelps did it, right? You're going to make adjustments. You're probably not going to go in a straight line. And the only way to know you're going to get there is to track it and measure it. Well, this probably is the best place this fits in. Um, thinking about the, you talked about the maps and getting from point A to point B. And there was an analogy before about um, an airplane. And if I'm trying to get somewhere, it's, well, I guess we could use Michigan and California again. Yeah. Um, it, they don't fly in a straight line, but they also make very small adjustments yes. to get them from point A to point B. So just like your goals, just like your habits, um, you may have a goal of being a millionaire in two years and you're starting with nothing. Very small adjustments, you know, compounded can get you to that, to that goal. So if you're, um, well, I guess you'd say your, your, your first adjustment would be setting your goals and writing them down, right? Your second would be creating the habits and then now tracking and measuring. Very important. This is, this is literally where the metal, everything else, this is where it all falls apart. This is where most people fail. This is where I failed the first couple of times. And I did this one and this is how I'm fixing 2016 have a better 2016 because i wrote them down and I have a great tool for tracking and measuring that i will get to don't let me forget about that yeah i'll try not to i probably will i didn't write it down that's why i write <laughs> everything down so i don't fucking forget <clears throat> which is why we write things down also when you're writing things down and i'll go over some of the things i write down too um it helps find patterns right mm -hmm. so i come back to the I, it's very obvious when I see what time I write down what time I wake up every morning. I write down what time I go to bed every night and I look back to how much money, how many offers, how many phone calls I made. It was very obvious at the times I went to bed at 10 PM and I woke up at six. I got more done. I just did. Yeah. I made more phone calls. Therefore I made more money. I also noticed that when I worked out, there's a, there's a significant difference between when I woke up at 6 AM and didn't work out and when I woke up at 6 a.m. and did work out. Exactly. And the only reason I know this is because I wrote it all down, right? So now I know those are my keystone habits, at least as of circa 2016. Because I wrote them down, I know. Um, some changes are too small to seal in real time, right? This one, I think, Time is really a problem for humans. All we really have is now. If I say imagine 30 days from now, I don't even know how you do it. I don't even know how I imagine 30 days from now, right? Imagine yourself 50 pounds lighter. Imagine yourself $10 million richer. Kind of a challenging thing to do, especially 
when it's a series of incredibly small changes, right? It's like mm-hmm. a receding hairline, my receding hairline that goes back a little further every year. But if I look at a picture from today and then a picture from three years ago, it is very obvious, right? This is why you do it too, because we want to celebrate our victories, whether we look like we lost 10 pounds or not, getting on the scale and seeing it 10 pounds less, whether it felt like we worked better, worked harder or not. We look in our bank account, we have 5,000 extra dollars than we had the previous month. This is why we track. If we didn't track, you wouldn't know you were, you were being effective. You wouldn't have these small victories to celebrate or worse, you wouldn't know you're going the wrong way. Exactly. How sad is it to work really hard? I can tell you this from personal experience. I poured my life into two businesses. The last one, especially when I say I poured my life, I poured my fucking life 19 hours a day for years to go the wrong way. Why? Because I wasn't tracking the important stuff. I was tracking the wrong stuff. I was going the wrong direction. If I was tracking the right stuff, that wouldn't have happened. I was actually wasn't tracking much at that time. It was basically just money in. Yep. Money out. That's not the way that's not the way to operate, right? It's not tracking. Yeah. Share your victories and your failures. Let's go back to the first point though. Don't do this with losers. Because I think Steve's right about this, or Brian Tracy, whoever said it, right? Yeah. Don't go to your worst enemies. or, or It's like if you ever post a video on YouTube. So I have this video on YouTube where Gina and I did a couple of videos where uh, we show people how to make kombucha and grow a SCOBY. Gina really wanted to do these videos because there weren't any good videos out. In her estimation, she I wanted to learn how to do this. I couldn't find it. I had to go buy a bunch of books. We had to trial and error. She wanted to do these videos, right? Mm-hmm. So we do these videos. The problem is Gina doesn't like being on video. So we start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. Talk about it for weeks. Finally, it's like, I'm like, we're doing it today. We're doing it today. And you can tell Gina's not happy in the video. And she wants to stop and she wants to do a retake. And I just won't. Mm-hmm. I'm being completely unreasonable about this, right? YouTube comments. You go to the YouTube comments. That guy's an asshole. He just shut his mouth and let her talk. She was doing so great. Oh, my God. There are literally <laughs> hundreds of these. I still read them every day just to toughen the fuck up. Right? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, they don't know, right? So I went in and I let me, hey, I understand why you see that you'd think that. Here's why. And I explained why, just like I explained to Steve. Nobody it reads it. Nobody <laughs> gives a fuck. And it's not even a video that matters, right? It's not even a video that matters. So don't share your victories or your failures with the kind of people like, yeah, I told you you're going to fucking fail. Yeah. Dumbass. Or my favorite line, when are you just going to get a job? Oh, oh yeah. Fuck those people. I knew at that point <laughs> that was the end of that. When are you just going to get a job? I have a job. No, I have a business. Yep. I need not be sharing with you. No, come to RDI and share with people like us that you'll be surrounded by people that think like you. Yes. And then do your best to suspend, to suspend judgment, personal judgment and allow time to do its work. Right. So if you have like in my case, 30 plus years of doing something the wrong way, 
you can't expect yourself to get it right tomorrow necessarily. And I know I'm saying this. I'm not trying to be some hippie shit. I have very negative self-talk. I haven't talked to too many people about it, but I do. I have really bad negative self-talk. I don't ever say it out loud. I generally don't write it down, but I have this stuff. So this is a, this is a problem. This is a problem to have, right? So I try to do my best. This is why I come up with little tricks, human error, right? Space ape, that kind of thing. Like I try and depersonalize it so I can push the problem a little away from me so I can see it clearer. Mm-hmm. Realizing I'm a space ape anyway, I do the best I can. And sometimes it's just not good enough. But if you can try and suspend judgment as you, as you work on these habits, because it's very likely you are going to fail. You are going to drop the ball. And the right answer is to not necessarily judge yourself harshly and just start right now doing it, which is an important point. Don't wait. Yeah. All we have is now. Steve, what are some of the things you track and measure in your business and life? So, well, so people get an idea of maybe what they can, should consider tracking business wise. Um, the number of leads that come in, um, how much I'm spending on marketing, what my cost per call cost per lead is, what our average profit is, how many deals we closed, how many houses we got under contract. Um, how many pieces of mail we mailed? What was our conversion rate or a response rate? So many people called in. How many of those people did we convert into a contract? You know, that percentage. Those are very, very important business um, analytics that I look at monthly, weekly, really, but monthly, um, certainly. And this time of year, looking at what we did last year. Um, for personal, mostly health-related, um, health goals, weight, basically feeling. I don't know how I would track feeling, but... Um, with like jujitsu, it's 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 it manifests itself. If I can spit out some words in your performance on the mat. Oh yeah, for sure, right? So whether or not, like, my first thought was in belt color or in stripes and things like that. But on a week to week basis, I mean, you don't get promoted that often in a in a martial art like Brazilian jujitsu. So you know, week to week, when you step on the mat, if you're better, am I better or am I worse? I missed three months of training. I come back. You think you're going to be better? No, I'm going to be worse. Yeah. So mine is uh, get better, get consistent, you know, health-wise, work out consistently, wake up, similar to yours there, wake up early, work out every day, um, get to jiu-jitsu twice a week, uh, those kinds of things. Uh, family goals, um, you know, have a date night once a month, um, have a weekly, like, family game night. A, a annual vacation like uh, an epic vacation this is something i we we did a we had an awesome vacation several years ago and we haven't really done one since and awesome for us at least you know and uh i want to get along i want to do that on a yearly basis hell yeah something like that where it's something we'll always remember um it's right, a reward too forever. right it's a reward and it's a it's a a chance to grow as a family and be closer so. Yeah, because all we really have are experiences when it comes to friends, family, and yeah. and all that. They're not going to say, I'm really glad I spent all that time in the house watching TV with you. Right. Right? <laughs> uh, you know, Disney World was the greatest fucking place on the planet. Yeah. yeah or yeah. wherever you're going. Yeah. Right? I track. I don't track all those things because, you know, I'm not as far up, but I do new prospecting calls. 
uh, appointments, yep. offers made, signed PAs, when I wake up, when I go to bed, exactly what I did during the workout, mm-hmm. um, number of dates. Yes, I also track how many times I have sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and this year is the first year. It's funny you said vacation because Gina and I have not had a vacation in forever. In fact, yeah. I haven't had, even had a day off in forever. Um, and those are just a few of the things I track. Obviously, we do uh, quarterly um, a net profit, mm-hmm. profit and loss. Profit and loss, we track monthly also as well on that. Um, those are just a few things that's not inclusive by any imagination. I would say, though, 2015 was really the first year I really started tracking, and I kind of overdid it. Yeah. I would recommend um, – well, kind of like the habit, maybe start tracking a few things and mm-hmm. really get in the habit of tracking a few things and then maybe add a few more. Um, I kind of just start tracking everything and Gina started tracking everything. It's this enormous spreadsheet. Yeah. Some days I felt like I was just counting shit. Yeah. You it know? got a little out of control, it but it was, it was really valuable information and, and intel, but a little overkill. Like I definitely overkill. When it. you weigh the the cost of the value of the time you're putting in versus the value of the information, it's like, well, I could get by with less information and not that much effort into it. Um, so yeah, if I was a millionaire and I could hire somebody to track all that, <clears throat> I wouldn't necessarily say it was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. But considering that Gina and I really only had our time to invest, we we definitely overdid it. And that's definitely my personality too. I sure. I, I do tend yeah. to just go absolutely bonkers batshit crazy and just overdo something. So um, don't track too many things and try and work whenever possible. When you're, when you're thinking about tracking, is this a, uh, a 2080 rule? Is this the one thing rule? Mm-hmm. If you can start with those first and then add, um, add additional ones. A couple tools real quick, since we're going to oh, move yes, on. Yeah, I already forgot. Second. Yeah. I, I thought about it. There's a few tools. Actually, Fitbit now. too. Fitbit folks. Fitbit, Fitbit. Yep, that's one of the apps. Uh, if you have an iPhone, I don't know if it's iPhone 6 or newer, but an iPhone, they have the health app. You can track all kinds of shit, your weight, your measurements, your food, um, a food diary. That's another thing that I was, when I was um, doing my best, I was keeping a food diary of what I ate every day, along with an exercise diary of what I worked out every day. That was really helpful. Um, so there's my fitness pal that you can use for both of those things, and then Run Keeper if you're a runner. But the one in terms of goals and everything else that we've been talking about today that can do a whole lot for you is called Goals on Track. Goals on Track is an app. It's a website that you can use um, to track establishing goals. Um, you can track habits that relate to your goals. You can connect them together. You can. There's a space for journaling, which is what we're about to move on to next, but... It's phenomenal. I don't even know what it costs. It was 60 or something bucks a year. I have no affiliation or anything with it, but it's it's an awesome tool that uh, I want to share. So goals on track. Goals on track. Look it up. Anything else before I move on to journaling? Nope. All right. This has been the hardest one for me. I suck at this, but I know its benefits, and when I do it, I notice it. Yeah. But the, I suck at it. So I'm going to start with a quote here. <clears throat> And I'm pretty serious about this, right? The unexamined life is not worth living. Socrates. Or if you're from the 80s like me, so So great. great. (laughs) I'll let you guys figure that shit out. And I'm going to help you this time. 
The unexamined life is not worth living. You only got one chance at this, folks. One, you get one chance. No do-overs, nothing like this. This kind of goes back to um, earlier podcasts we did about living an intentional life, Mm -hmm. going to life, not letting life come towards you, being aggressive, making the life you want, engineering the life, however you want to say it. Um, I think this is over long periods of time when you're trying to, at least in my case, change how I think, change how I feel, um, change how I make decisions. Cause obviously I had, I went through many years of just making bad decisions. So I want to, I want to change that. Um, this is how you do it. You, you journal, right? And this is an off and on again habit I've had for 10 years, right? I have not done as well as I, as I would like. Um, I probably journal three times a week if you were to average it all out. Um, I like to do it every day. Sometimes I do it every day for weeks, months, and then sometimes it's once a week. And I, and it, I, did, I looked at it, kind of added it up. It's about three times a week I average. I do 10 to 15 minutes a day. Um, there are no rules other than I can't stop writing for that 10 to 15 minutes. I just have to write. So I don't... Um, I don't set like I have to cover this. I have to cover that. I just write whatever's on my mind and I can't stop writing for at least 10 minutes. I usually aim for 15. That maybe doesn't seem like very long, but that's on average, that's about three and a half pages for me. And that was going to be my next question. Do you write physically write pen and paper or do you? I do type. I do. I don't necessarily know if that's, I mean, I've heard that that is the best way just for whatever reason. I know when I write things down, they stick better more so than even typing it out but there's so many tools and resources and we're showing our age half the people here do kids even use probably, pens? I know, what, what's a pen what's a pen and a paper stylus? yeah type it i guess yeah you i write it. it goals on track has a section for a journal that you can type right on your iphone or on your ipad or whatever but and evernote of course is even what we use for a lot of things but i can see some benefits to having it typed up too right the electronic copy it can't get wet can't you can search it you can tag it i could definitely see some benefits maybe i should or maybe i should scan it in i just get a little composition book i write the year on it my name on it and i just i start writing and then i also put things like cards in there i staple cards in there Mm. too you know so reading i looked at this over the weekend i do i tend to read it once a year and actually i did a couple weeks ago too um i do end a year and i just kind of check back and i go I spent a couple hours flipping through and it's pretty amazing um, how much I've changed and how differently I think. Um, and I don't think I would have known this if I hadn't written it down. Yeah. I'm sure I have some inkling and I know people have told me, but not like the proof, right? To go back and see, cause I'm trying to change how I think I'm trying to change how I make decisions. This is one way I'm measuring. I'm trying to improve my uh, attitude, my thought process too. Yep. So, uh, and as far as everything I've read, it's one of the best ways to live an intentional life over long periods of time. Mm-hmm. The goals I think are more daily, weekly, monthly, yeah. and yearly. But when we're talking about years and decades, this is what I'm talking about here. It's the best way to live an intentional life. And the alternative is let's let life happen to you, right? Yeah. So if you're not going to do it, the choice you're making is just to let it happen. I would say that's not a good choice. Personally, at least not for me. Maybe it is for you. Also, when you're journaling, um, I made a commitment to honesty 
an improvement when I'm doing it. So whatever I'm thinking about write down, I don't think about other people reading it. Mm-hmm. And I would say, let that thought go. Maybe if you have to lock it up, put a password on it, encrypt it. If you're really worried about it, but uh, you shouldn't self-censor, I would think. And you should attempt to be as honest um, and as forthright as you can. Um, I also make corrections too. If I go back and I read where I wasn't honest about something, I'll make a little note at the end of that year where I'm like, no, I wasn't as honest about it. I should have been this. Mm-hmm. And I'll date the note too. Nice. So it's kind of like I'm editing my errors. Mm-hmm. So I'm going back through and I'm editing my errors. And it sounds like a lot of work, folks, but um, I was a pretty fucked up dude. I made a lot of mistakes. Watching somebody like Jesse, um, Jesse Boyd, who I had on the podcast, or um, um, Josh Sterling, who will be on the podcast and all, it becomes very obvious. If, if you're a put-together person and you had a good start in life and you had good mentors and good parents, it is very obvious to see what a benefit that is. Mm-hmm. Jesse was doing this shit as a teenager. Incredible. Uh, yeah, it's no, it's no accident that he is where he is at today, exactly. right? <clears throat> now, I could sit around and go, boo-hoo-hoo, I'm in my mid-30s and I don't have that, or I could get around to the business of making it happen, right? And there's right. not an easy way to make it happen, at least not yet, until they can plug my brain in and I can reprogram myself. I'm waiting, NASA. That'd be <laughs> fucking nice. Put the cell phone on the head and I could just like, I don't know, like Matrix, like, just, wow, I know jujitsu yeah. or whatever, right? <laughs> But until that time, you have to reprogram your brain manually um, with habits. And um, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to leave a record for your children, grandchildren, or whoever. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, maybe let people learn from your mistakes. Uh, I would have loved to have this, right? Yeah, for sure. Would that not be, would have been, been a good thing to have. Anything else before we move on to motivation? Nope. All right. We're moving fast, folks, because we've got RDI coming up, and we got a late start, and then Evernote tried to fuck us. All right. Motivation. People often say that motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. I love that. Zig Ziglar. Zig. He's absolutely right. We're space apes. We need reasons why. We need motivation. Focus on the why. For me, I always go back to focus on the why. If, if my reasons are good enough, things become a lot easier to do. That being said, the shit fails all the time. I write my goals twice a day. I celebrate small victories and I reward myself. This one, do not do too lightly. I make public commitments I really wouldn't want to fail at. This podcast is one of them. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many weekends I've been fucking ruined by this podcast, <laughs> right? It is this podcast is a weekend ruiner, a Monday destroyer, whatever it is. Uh, it just is. But I can't. I, I put myself out there. I said I'm going to do it once a week, and I, I, man, I failed at a lot of things. I just I would really hate to not do it. I, hey, this is a habit now. This is number twenty two. So twenty three, technically twenty three. Oh, I'm switching it around. Uh, I was going to release um, Joanna, but. Gotcha. We're going to do this because I think it's a little bit more relevant. I'm going to push her to a week. But yeah, 23. By the time I get to 66, I'll be over a year. Yeah. I'll be there. Um, I find an inspiring quote 
the night before and read it first thing in the morning. I have been noticing this, but I consciously noticed today the RDI. It's every yeah, day, every day, every day. Yeah, I, I have been watching it. You notice I I like probably almost every one. You post it, and I'm like, I like that. Like, thanks, Facebook. Today I realized it's like every day. I yeah. like that. So you know, that's good. That's Grant Cardone. I bought his calendar, hook, line, and sinker, and it does fucking help. It helps me. It helps yeah. me. If you're a maniac like I am, right? So think of me like that machine that spins at 10,000 RPM, right? <laughs> I have so much energy uh, no matter what I'm doing. I just I apply myself right or wrong too, by the way. So if you want to see epic failure, this is a great place <laughs> to come see it, right? It, it's like throwing things at this thing. And um, I just need a lot of structure in my life and writing things down and for me, it really, really does help. And I, I bought this calendar a couple of months ago. Uh, it took me about a month to really start using it well. Mm-hmm. And I'm still not using it as well as I would like, but I give myself an A minus. This is, this is where I got the idea. I like it. He has a little spot for quote of the day for motivation. And I thought to myself, why not share it with RDI? I'm already doing yeah, it. You're doing it anyway. Why sure. not copy and paste? So that's probably why you noticed it and you finally put that together. Nice. Um, I do that. Music does a lot for me, especially for cues, which you talked about earlier, or breaking a funk, mm-hmm. right? How many times have you been in a funk? I, oh, yeah. Man, like, take time. a wrong turn. Yep. You know, you, and then you notice like, whoa, this is where I not need to be. <clears throat> I have playlists, all sorts of playlists. I have summer farming playlists. I have, if I'm really like, oh man, I got to make calls and I'm, I have to be in a certain mindset to make calls. Mm-hmm. If I can't get there, I have a playlist for that. I like that. I have a playlist for like, I have a, a wood splitting playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, I've listened to that one so many times. I could probably sing every song in a <laughs> row right off that one. Right. Um, it helps to break up the rough days. And this is the one I've been ruthless the last couple of years with. I surround myself with highly motivated people accomplishing great things, and I celebrate their successes. What is better than than watching people do what you want to do? Yeah, they set an example. They're inspiring. Um, also, I've noticed these people ask questions. Why aren't you doing this? Why are you doing that? Have you thought about this? Hanging out with people watching TV is not something I really want to do. I don't have anything against it. If that's what you love doing, that's fine. It's just not what I want. Yeah. I I kind of just abbreviate this and by swim with sharks. <clears throat> and if you're the don't be the small uh, the big shark in the small pond, hop, get into something else. Get mm-hmm. not so big you get eaten, but uncomfortable. I try and hang out with people that are, make me really really uncomfortable with what they accomplish, how they obsess about it. like Steve is fucking just a maniac. He is absolutely obsessed with some of this shit. Sometimes I'm like, what the fuck? Why is he even thinking about this stuff? But a lot of it's stuff I never thought about. I, I would not be doing half this tracking without hanging out with you. Yeah. I don't think I'd be where I was at without Joe or Tommy. A lot, these people push me. I see what they're doing and go, man, I need to up my game. Yep. Uh, I had the same. I don't, I don't, feel bad about it either and when they're i try and treat their successes like my successes yeah right don't be a hater so like last night um i am a huge fan of castle yeah me too we've had them on the podcast twice they're great they sent out a supporter email last night Mm -hmm. 
And I fucking hate email. But these guys are great, right? Tracking all the stuff they had on there, I responded immediately. I'm like, man, you guys had a great year. It sounds like all your hard work's paying off. Looking forward to seeing you in 2016. That's awesome. I treat it like my success. I think that's a good thing to do. It keeps me in the mind frame uh, of celebrating. It mm-hmm. also lets me know what's possible. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard if you don't know what you can do. Like, I'm not sure what I can and can't do. I know better now. I'm not very likely to be running a company. I'm not, or at least right now in my life, right? I'm very unlikely to be doing that. But um, there there are other things I'm really good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm great at working hard, and I kind of kind of know my limits and all that. I don't see. Also, um, these people I like, I spend time with them. I wouldn't want to let them down. Um, it's not something I obsess about, but I don't, I don't want them thinking poorly of me. And if I make a mistake, I want to correct it. Uh, the, a lot of these are people that I admire a lot of times, right? Um, maybe not everything in their life, but for something in their life for, that they've done or have accomplished, and I. I try to be around them. I try to make commitments to them. And then I try not to let them down because uh, these are people I like. Yeah. And also these are, these are tribe people I try and do business with too. For sure. And yeah. people that you're trying to aspire to be sometimes. Like I Absolutely. have mentors and, and people like all those people that use, uh, half of the people that come to RDI are people that I look up to and that I want to uh, aspects of my life be like Jesse Josh, I'm not gonna. There's a, I mean, there's, there's a so ton many of good people. I did a big old Facebook post of like, man, yeah. 2015 was, I mean, I didn't get what I wanted, but it was a big year for me. Good, yeah, it was a big year for me. I have a long way to go, and I, I did. I, I thanked everybody. I was like, man, who are the most important people? I don't think I left anybody out. There are other important people, but I'm like, man, who are the keystone people? That, if I had not associated with sharks, I would not have that list, and I would hate to think where I'm at today. Exactly. Yep. So, also. And this one is from um, Awaken the Giant Within. Sometimes, um, this comes back to queuing too, right? Um, Think of a state in which you did accomplish something great in, right? Or where you had a great success or you felt great or you killed it. Imagine that state and then apply it to what you're doing. And personally, for me, motivation-wise, farming does a lot for me. When I think back to some of the biggest problems I had, I had problems projecting into the future, trying to basically have a business plan that that is longer than a quarter, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, I had a real hard time thinking past a quarter. A year might as well just be whatever, right? We'll see what next quarter brings, right? So farming, I have to think in seasons now. Um, I also have to be patient. I plant and it takes time. I also yeah. have to take time with it. They have to be watered. Um, some plants require fertilization. Some have to be pruned, et cetera, et cetera. This was like the beginning of my reformation. And I consider it my base. Yeah. It teaches me to think long-term. It teaches me to work hard, to be patient. Um, I planted fruit trees when I had no money. Spent my last $800 to plant fruit trees. Because the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The mm-hmm. second best time is now. Uh, some shit is just like that. And I did that. And it, it, it's done a lot to change my mind on how I think. Um, I'm not there by any stretch of the imagination. But um, that was like, that's something I have to do that really uh, gives me a strong foundation and a base. What are some of the things you do, Steve, for motivation daily, weekly, yearly, annually? 
Um, cause I know I'm a maniac and a lot of people are like, what? No, that shit works for me. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, <clears throat> I like podcasts. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, oh, some yeah. of them for motivation, some of them just to learn. Um, so well, a lot of them are the same as you associate with people that I aspire to be more like associate with people who inspire me and motivate me. People that are, uh, like I, Josh Sterling's, I, I love his story. Um, he's, and you're going to have him on the podcast soon, but just in general, he created what he's created from really nothing, you know, from absolutely nothing, you know, and it's, it's incredible because it was hard. I'm sure he's a super smart guy and he's got the right background, but none of those things really were the reason he did what he did. He did it because he made a plan and I'm sure set goals and uh, started knocking the shit off the list, right? Um, hanging around people like that um, is really motivating to me. And it, depending on what section of my life, you know, coming to RDI, hanging out with the investors and people that come here, um, walking onto the mat at a jujitsu school with some really, really good guys motivates me to get my ass on the mat and train. Uh, not to beat them, just to beat myself to be better than i was yesterday last week you know what i mean um those kinds of things i I really in videos i really like some there's some good motivational videos it can be a two minute long it can i love be a that movie. arnold one did you watch that arnold one i don't know if i did watch that i'll put it in the show notes okay yeah it's like six minutes long Mm-mm. tommy posted it like nine months ago okay and it's a abbreviated version of a longer one but to your point, right? Okay. That, that video works for me sometimes. Yeah. Not sometimes, all the time, but sometimes it's exactly some what Some days I need. it's a playlist. Some days it's a certain song. Some days it's a routine. Some days it's a video. Uh, Eric the Hip Hop Preacher, um, he's got some good, I know, I forget his actual name, Eric uh, Thomas. I was making funny faces there. I, I yeah. realized you can't hear my funny faces. Eric Thomas, I think is his name, right? <laughs> he's from here, and he's a real estate guy, but he's like one of Sean Terry's motivational guys. He's, a, I mean, he's his own guy, but... Um, that's how I learned about him was Sean Terry. Um, there was a, there's like CrossFit jujitsu videos that are just, Oh yeah. CrossFit. You know, CrossFit. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So something that's motivated, like for example, CrossFit, the video was just a bunch of people doing certain exercises, but it's like sayings and you know, everyone's different, man. I mean, I, I come from a sports and athletic background for the most part. I played sports and things all my life. So most of mine, are sports related are quotes from a coach or like famous quotes or, um, you know, just someone working hard and reaching the reward, uh, with some fucking Europe music or something playing in the background. It's, it's I was music. trying to think of what, yeah. no, like the final countdown or Rocky, uh, Rocky four shit. But, <laughs> um, you know, but the, you know, videos, it can be a, a scene from a movie from, uh, the pursuit of happiness or from uh Glenn Boiler Gary, Room, Glenn Ross. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. You know, it all Put depends on what that the coffee down. down. <laughs> it all depends on what I'm trying what I'm looking for motivation for. You know, that's gonna that's gonna depend on what I would uh what medium I go towards. But um you gotta find what works for you. Find what, you know, gets your blood boiling. You you know when you're motivated. You can feel it, right? So Well yeah, get shit done. Yeah, you find what oh man, that song really fires me up. Then play that song when you need to be fired up. When that would be a cue. That would be a cue. Pay attention to it. Yep, exactly. 
Dre works on me a lot. Dre works on me a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. Dre works on me a lot too. The new album I Hell, listened that's, to. Oh my God. On loop so for times. months. Yeah. I mean, it was I just still listen to it. I listened to it this morning. It's been a while. I'm afraid because I, once I started, I won't listen to anything else again until. Yeah. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah. I'm so good at repeating shit yeah. over and over and over again. Uh, I don't get bored that way. Yeah. If it works, it works for me forever. I needed some books to listen to because that's all, literally all I was listening to was that Dre. So I, I switched up a little bit, but now that's going to be on my workout for tomorrow. Well, I had to listen to a shit ton of podcasts as well. And actually, that's one of the things I do when I'm farming and I'm picking up dog poop mm-hmm. and I'm doing all that stuff in the morning, especially when I'm doing, it takes me like an hour and a half to do dogs in the morning. Yeah. I'm listening to, uh, if you don't have it, go to audible.com. Dude, I cannot recommend this shit highly enough. I mean, it's just, you can, I think you can go to, Amazon owns it too, audiobook. Yeah. I just, for me, it really does a lot. Um, and I can re-listen to it. It's not as good as reading for me, but I don't have to pay attention as closely, mm-hmm. and I could just repeat. Right. So what I lose um, in learning, I could just repeat and repeat repeat. Mm-hmm. I have more opportunities to listen than I do to read. And there's also, for people that like uh, to read, you can also get the Kindle. Most of the books, not all, there's a ton of books that you can have on your Kindle that you can start reading, and then you can pick up where you left off and start the audio track and you can listen on your drive to work. You can get to work and you can read on your breaks or whatever. And you can finish the books that way too. Um, I forget what that's called. They have a a name for it, but yeah, audible, um, Kindle. I don't know. Google that shit. You'll, I know I should, every book I buy now, I'm just going to buy, like I buy a book and I'm going to buy the audible. I'm going to read it. I'm going to listen to it. It's just going to become something I do. Right. And, uh, I forget it's something sync. I forget the name of it, but it really, it literally syncs where you are on the book on your page and you can read it from a web app, from your phone, from an actual Kindle device, from an iPad, whatever. And it'll sync up where you left off, uh, on the audible version. So it's, it's pretty sweet. I use it a lot. I just can't remember the name. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty awesome. I got to check yeah. that out. If we figure that out, I'll put it in the show notes too. Steve, will we'll figure it out. We'll put it in the show notes. Cause that's something I didn't know about. That sounds pretty cool. So also, by the way, this is, uh, January, 2016, I reserve the right to completely change my mind. I'm a completely different person now than I was three years ago. And with any luck, I'll be a completely different person three years from today. So this is time stamped. I think this is mostly good stuff. Like, I don't think it's going to change too much, but, um, you know, time things happen. Time change. Your personal examples would change. I would imagine, but the, the underlying advice is going to be the same. Yeah. And let me go back to, uh, I want to, because I really think this is not a substitute for reading or listening to these books, folks, right? So I'm going to read them again. The One Thing by Gary Keller. And this is not in any particular order either, yeah. by the way. So, Or the only books. This is just a few books. A few books. These are the yeah. ones that worked for me that I found something important from. Uh, hopefully I, I, I got them all. The One Thing by Gary Keller. Sell or Be Sold by Grant Cardone. 10X Everything by Grant Cardone. The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Awaken the Giant Within by Anthony Robbins. Extreme Ownership. I love that one. That's awesome. I've listened to it three times already by Jocko Wilnick and Leif Babin. And Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. And we are at 90 minutes. I'm going to add The Compound Effect. Oh, yes. By Darren Hardy. By Darren Hardy. And then Goals uh, from Brian Tracy. How to Get Everything You Want Faster Than You Ever Thought Possible. Sounds pretty good. And actually... 
you're going to get my contact info here in a second. The first 10 people that sign up on my email list for my podcast. Oh, shit. Better hurry. We'll get the audiobook of that goals, how to get everything you want faster than you ever thought possible by Brian Tracy for free. You will need an Audible account, but it's free. And the first 10 people that go to flipthispodcast.com and sign up will get a free audio version of that awesome book. How do they sign up? Is there an email or flipthispodcast.com? There is an email opt-in box. Perfect. So go to flipthispodcast.com if you want that book from Steve. The first 10 people, folks. The free. first, the first, not the last. Not everybody. I only mm. get 10. That's it. Well, yeah, you only get 10. So go check it out. So I want to thank my guest, Steve Lundo. Thanks, Steve, for coming out today. Always. I want to encourage you to check out what he's working on. As always, go to stevebuyshousesfast.com. Go to 313cashdeals.com if you're looking for any deals. And if you're one of the first 10 people at flipthispodcast.com, go there, fill out the email address. He will send you the Brian Tracy book, Goals, right? Yep. First 10, 734-272-7004. If you enjoy and find this podcast helpful, please share it with your friends. Give it a like. Rate it on iTunes, SoundCloud, all that. This is a free podcast, and you're sharing, you're liking, your reviews. All that really does help. If you have any comments or suggestions, please reach out and let me know. Go to renegadedetroit.com, renegadedetroit.com. If you're interested in the local meetings, which we need to hurry up and wrap up because we got a meeting coming up here, yep. meetup.com forward slash renegade Detroit investors or facebook.com forward slash Detroit investment club. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Burgess. If you prefer, hello, YouTube. And whenever I get around to editing these fucking videos and getting them up, <laughs> go to youtube.com. I may need to put that on my 2016 list, right? Right. Go to youtube.com forward slash user forward slash Detroit wholesalers. And if I ever get my shit together, that will be done. Now, as I wrap up this podcast, I do want to take a moment to encourage you to take the steps you need to become financially independent. I know it's hard, man. Lots of distractions, mistakes, poisonous people, bad habits, lots of things not allowing you to be where you want to be, right? But that's not an excuse. Start. And stick with it. Don't give up. Do something every day, no matter how small, that gets you close to your goals, even if it's one step. Thank you for listening. I really do appreciate your attention. I know you could be doing a lot of other things, and I'll catch you guys on the next podcast. Until then, crush it. <laughs>